0: Welcome to News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Wednesday, August 5th. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. The coronavirus pandemic has now killed more than 700,000 people around the world, while here in the U.S., some school districts around the country prepared to reopen to students and teachers. The president taking to Twitter saying all schools should reopen after claiming the U.S. has the pandemic under control, even as death rates rise across the country and digging through the rubble. A massive blast, killing at least 100 people and injuring as many as 4,000 in Beirut. The death toll projected to rise as Lebanese officials call for international help. This and much more today on U News, transmitting live from our newsroom in Miami. We begin with the latest on the pandemic. The U.S. averaging 1,000 coronavirus deaths daily for the ninth day in a row and Florida, becoming the second state to surpass half a million cases. This as the governor of Mississippi announces new restrictions and states like Missouri and Louisiana see a surge in cases. Here's Lorraine Caceres with the very latest.
1: 15 states and Puerto Rico seeing a rise in coronavirus cases, 28 states plus D.C. and Puerto Rico seeing increasing numbers of hospitalizations and official data showing the death rate from the coronavirus across the country is 24 percent higher this week than last week. On Tuesday, the U.S. averaging 1,000 deaths a day for the ninth day in a row. Some states extending restrictions, like Louisiana, pausing its reopening plans. Mississippi is currently the state with the highest infection rate in the country, with 98% of ICU beds filled. Anytime a bed opens up, there are multiple patients waiting for that bed. The governor there issuing a two-week statewide mask mandate.
2: Sign an executive order that requires the use of mask by all adults and all Children in our schools, unless there is a medical reason not to.
1: He's also delaying the start of in-school instruction for older children in areas with outbreaks. In Georgia, these images of a packed school hallway have gone viral. The school's superintendent emailing parents saying there is no question that the photo does not look good, but assuring them that COVID-19 protocols are being followed. As fear and uncertainty about the new school year grows among teachers, parents, and students, in Florida, one teacher taking matters into her own hands, installing protected booths around her student's desk made with shower curtains and PVC pipes. I am nervous. It's and I've never felt this with this as the state becomes the second state after California to record a half million cases. Meanwhile, in New York, the governor is saying that the positivity rate there is at 0.87 percent, and that 20 percent of all new cases are from travelers out of state. For that reason, the state is now requiring all travelers to fill in a form to better uh, to better their efforts in contact tracing. Also, the uh, uh, city mayor of New York City saying that he is going to have checkpoints at different entries in the city, like tunnels bridges, and stations.
0: That's all the information right now. I'll toss it back to you, Andrea. Thank you, Lorraine, for that report. And meanwhile, in Washington, for the first time since April, President Trump attended a briefing with his coronavirus task force Tuesday evening. The president saying that efforts to contain the virus are working well, even as coronavirus deaths are trending upward. President Trump again claiming the coronavirus pandemic is under control
3: we're seeing indications that our strong mitigation efforts are working very well, actually.
0: Using data to make his handling of the crisis appear more favorable while cases and deaths surge.
3: Thanks to substantial improvements in treatment and the knowledge we have gained about the disease itself, the recent rise in cases has not been accompanied by a significant increase in deaths.
0: While there are now significantly fewer deaths per day in comparison to April, in the past month the rate has nearly doubled from about 544 per day to more than 1,000 per day.
4: We are not winning this game. We have more cases, but more importantly, we have more hospitalizations and more deaths than any other country in the world.
0: The president also repeating his false claim, saying the U.S. has such a high level of cases because of increased testing.
3: We are testing at a level that no country in the world, and I've spoken to the leaders of the world and they'll ask me about it. No country in the world thought it would be, it's even believable that we're able to test so much.
0: However, many states still face a backlog in testing. Some Americans complain that they are having to wait days or even weeks to receive results. Now, in regards to the coronavirus vaccine, another U.S. drug company has now released information that shows its product is safe and effective. That makes three companies with promising vaccine results so far, Moderna, Pfizer and now Novavax. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, congressional leaders are making progress on a coronavirus relief bill after days of tough negotiations. Now they're hoping to introduce a bill by the end of this week. Edwin Pitti joins us with the latest developments. Edwin.
4: Andrea, we are on the third day of rough negotiations on Capitol Hill between the White House and members of the Democrat Party, especially in the House. And even though we still see a lot of tensions between them, they remain very apart, but they have made an agreement to reach a deal by the end of the week. Let's listen to what the leadership in the Senate, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, said over the current state of negotiations.
3: On the unemployment issue, we all know it needs to be solved. We don't want The expiration to continue. Uh, What we've suggested is a short-term fix, as others have indicated. They've objected to that. A better outcome would be to get to a total solution sooner rather than later. And that's what I'm encouraging uh, everyone to do on both sides made some concessions which we uh, appreciated, we made some concessions which they appreciated. We're still far away on a lot of the important issues, but we're continuing to go at it. My view, the fundamental disagreement
4: is the scope and depth of the problem and its solution. If they make a deal by Friday, they will be able to vote on this proposal as early as next week. Then President Trump will sign it. And then by the third week of August, they will be able to start sending out the second round of checks that millions of Americans have been waiting for. That's a very important issue right now, because if they don't make an agreement by the end of the week, then everything could extend to September. And of course, at the end of the day, millions of Americans will be suffering because they are expecting that money many of the times just to survive. Andrea.
0: Edwin, let's also talk about the upcoming election. President Trump has repeatedly tried to discredit the mail-in voting system, but just yesterday he actually praised the mail-in system in the state of Florida, a key swing state. What exactly did he say?
4: That's right, Andrea. That's one of the main things that a lot of people do not understand about President Donald Trump. He has been attacking constantly many states that are getting ready to propose the voting through the mail. But yesterday, talking about Florida, the president making very clear that they are doing a very good job when it comes to setting up the system. But let's listen to what he said exactly at the White House.
3: Florida's got a great Republican governor, and it had a great Republican governor. It's got Ron DeSantis, Rick Scott, two great governors. And over a long period of time, they've been able to get the absentee ballots done extremely professionally. Florida is different from other states.
4: Andrea, this hour, President Trump also facing a lot of criticism after an interview this morning with Fox News when he said that he's strongly considering using the White House to deliver his acceptance speech for the Republican nomination. A lot of people believe that should not happen because we're talking about a political event. But in the last couple of weeks, President Trump has been calling for press conferences and he end up not taking questions from the press and delivering political speech style uh, events pretty much at the White House. Reporting live in Washington, D.C. Back to you, Andrea.
0: Thank you, Edwin, for keeping us up to date with everything that happens in our nation's capital. Meanwhile, today we are learning that Joe Biden will not travel to Milwaukee this month to accept the Democratic nomination for president at the party convention due to concerns about the coronavirus. And that's according to two people familiar with the travel plans. Biden had been planning to attend the convention in person and deliver his acceptance speech. But now those plans are apparently off. And even as the president praises mail-in voting in Florida, his campaign taking another state to court over the same issue. The Trump campaign is suing Nevada over its mail-in plan. This after Democratic Governor Steve Sisolak signed a new law that mandates absentee ballots be sent to all active voters in November. And that's a major expansion of mail-in voting for the battleground state. The lawsuit filed on Tuesday targets Nevada's Secretary of State. It argues the bill makes constitutionally problematic changes to election law and hurts the electoral process. Meanwhile, in early election news, last night, Representative Roger Marshall won the GOP Senate primary in Kansas. Marshall defeated former Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kovac. The two-term congressman received support of the man he's seeking to replace longtime senator pat roberts but he failed to receive an endorsement from president trump marshall will face democratic state senator barbara polier for the state seat in november and in another primary result from missouri a progressive activist and veteran of the racial justice protest movement cory bush defeated 20-year incumbent missouri representative william lacy clay a stunning victory for the party's insurgent left The U.S. House seat, based in St. Louis, has been held by Clay and his father, former Rep. William Clay Sr., one of the founders of the Congressional Black Caucus since 1969. Tuesday's decision by the Federal Census Bureau to stop their counting efforts one month earlier than expected has left many immigrant rights groups concerned that large portions of the population will go unaccounted for. Luis Mejid has reactions from California.
5: They haven't been no. counted in the census.
0: No,
5: no sé no, 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 no he and many won't be because time is running out. The office of the census announced it will stop counting the population by the end of September, also confirming it is excluding undocumented immigrants as requested by President Trump. The is... San Jose, California, is among several cities suing the government, accusing the president of trying to suppress minorities' population numbers. The census is stopping the count a month earlier than planned. Interesting, especially because a few months ago it was asking for more time to complete the difficult task. Four out of ten households throughout the country have not been counted yet now they will have to do it in less than two months
4: no
5: something the government is not interested in counting hispanics and urge everyone to make sure they complete the census form this year the price of apathy will be high in san francisco luis mejid u news
0: Now to the latest on a massive deadly explosion that rocked Lebanon's capital on Tuesday. Images of that blast along with the destruction seen all over the world. While at the site of the explosion, first responders and officials plead for help to find survivors and those who perished. Gianni Aponte has more on the lives that were lost and the thousands that were injured.
2: Beirut rocked by a powerful explosion that was felt 150 miles away. Shocking images that looked like a scene out of a blockbuster movie. Giant columns of smoke grew in seconds. These images were captured with a cell phone. The explosion took place in the poor area of the Lebanese capital and devastated entire surrounding neighborhoods. This other video was captured by someone sailing in this harbor. This other one taken from another boat. Buildings were pulverized and thousands wounded. In the aftermath, people walked through the rubble, looking for help. Hospitals are now flooded with injured patients. Private cars, ambulances, and military vehicles pick up the injured. Lebanon's general security chief said that the explosion happened in a warehouse containing highly explosive material that had been confiscated years ago. Drivers lost control on the road due to the blast, and their vehicles caught on fire and ended up crashing against protective barriers. Residential neighborhoods look like they've been hit by a powerful bomb. Structures on fire that are burning uncontrollably. Silvana's Venezuelan and studies in Beirut. She was at a friend's house when she felt the earth shake. It began to shake a lot. We ran to the kitchen where there are no windows. It was our first reaction. She said they heard a huge explosion.
1: Vimos como se vinieron las paredes, las ventanas. Aquí casi todos es ventanal grande.
2: We saw how the windows shattered inside here. Almost all of them are big windows. The windows' metal frames collapsed towards the interiors of the building. We saw how the building facade fell down. Jorge Hernandez,
0: More of you News after this short break. Welcome back to U News. As Latin America continues its battle with the coronavirus pandemic, Peru announced that the country has topped 20,000 deaths. On Tuesday, the government registered nearly 200 new deaths. Overall, Peru has reported nearly 440,000 infections since the start of this pandemic. Meanwhile, in Argentina, that country seen its highest daily increase in coronavirus cases and deaths on Tuesday when more than 6,700 new cases were reported. That brings the overall total to more than 213,000. A majority of cases are located in and around the capital city of Buenos Aires. And in Colombia, the detention order against former Colombian President Alvaro Uribe amid an investigation into alleged witness tampering and fraud has sharpened political divisions in the South American country. Uribe, a mentor of President Iván Duque, who now serves as a senator, has repeatedly declared his innocence and questioned the court's independence in ordering his detention. In Mexico, a couple of young soldiers have become a hit on social media because, thanks to them, their followers can experience life as a soldier in that country. Paulina Gomez has a closer look at their claim to fame.
2: El día de nos encontramos en el centro de producción canina. Armed with a cell phone,
6: these young soldiers debuted on social media, causing a stir in cyberspace. Y espero que les guste este video. In over six Ay, months, no. soldiers Alexa Bueno 24 and Ricardo Zavala 27 have managed to get millions of views and thousands of followers called "mili fans on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. There are many young people who now more than ever are interested in joining the Mexican Army and Air Force and I'm delighted to be the one providing the information. Using language more common with younger people, the Mexican Army is trying to reach millennials and centennials who want to know more about military life and the commitment required to to serve
2: Mexico.
6: What it's like to spend a day with us, the activities we do, what it means to us to wear the uniform. The Canaan Reproduction Center in the central state of Mexico, where military police dogs are raised, is one of their favorite spots to show on social media. As a matter of fact, I call it the best job in the world because I love dogs. These new faces are blessed with charm, some humor, and access to places where civilians are not allowed, giving these YouTubers the perfect cocktail to conquer social media.
2: Alexa and Ricardo
6: take us to visit hospitals, military bases, and to see how Mexican soldiers are trained, but also show a more humane side, through videos and pictures displaying a look inside the military world. Soldiers, military, police, cavalry from every service because at the end what matters is that the audience sees all of us. These soldier influencers are breaking the ice between the army and civilians who now have a direct line to interact with them. Paulina gomez Bullshiner, in San Miguel de los Jaguayes, Mexico, UNIUS